your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone out there. You are listening to Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, as we bring you the latest in news and rumors and strange thoughts and all that stuff going around in the NHL. Uh, I am Sarah Avampato, host of Locked on Kings, here with Tom Gazzola, uh, regular appearer here on the Locked on NHL show, also of TSN, uh, and here to uh, dig a little bit into some of the latest news that is happening in the NHL. And we're going to start with what was just officially finally teased on Tuesday, uh, which is the reverse retro jersey that is going to come out. Uh, Leaks and uh, mock-ups have been floating around out there for a little while, and we've all kind of been pondering what our teams are going to be doing, but it is official. They are out there, and soon we we will know exactly what what's happening there so uh what are what are you what's your kind of your first impression of uh i guess a the rumors that have been going around any kind of possible leaks that you have seen or mock-ups you've seen uh for these jerseys and uh you know what, what's what are your feelings about like yet another jersey that they're going to want us all to buy Sarah, I'm not going to lie to you. I think this is actually one that the NHL has kind of knocked out of the park. And I haven't even seen all these uniforms. It's a cool concept. You know, I feel like Adidas was probably the galvanizing factor behind it with their kind of uh, urban style and look and, and how they're trying to incorporate that into hockey style, which is something that, that the NHL, quite honestly, could use a shot in the arm with and you know it's it's a traditional old boys club type of sport and league and and now we're starting to see the worm turn a little bit when it comes to that I think especially in the last few years you're seeing you know Sports Illustrated had Blake Bolden as the number one uh, up-and-coming mm-hmm. influencer in hockey and you see uh, growth on the women's side in hockey we're seeing more and more women uh, in uh, positions of power in the National Hockey League, at the head office, and uh, the diversity that's that's coming into hockey and being accepted now, whereas maybe years ago it was not. And I think that this all comes with a, a cool mindset and a forward-thinking mindset. And I think reverse retro uh, appeases to the traditionalists to a certain extent, and then also opens things up to forward-thinking. And I like it. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I really, really like it. And some of these uniforms are going to be absolutely crazy bizarre. Some of them are going to be works of art. Some of them are going to be disasters. It's inevitable <laughs> because especially when you're doing 31 of these, you're going to have everything uh, from good to bad to absolutely horrendous. And and that's fine. And I, I gl- I'm glad that the league mandated every team do this. I, I like the idea of the Vegas Golden Knights doing a retro that that you know harkens back to the Las Vegas Thunder days of the IHL. I like that the Colorado Avalanche are going with Quebec Nordiques colors. I like that we're going to see possibly the the uh, Kachina Coyote head, but in inverted colors, so purple instead of the black. Like I love all of these absolutely bizarro concepts <laughs> and it's so cool to see the you know the crew at aesthetics it's a great website and resource 
has been on top of things, leaking information that they got that they got from reliable sources and putting together concepts here in Edmonton, you know, uh, talking to a lot of my sources that I worked with in my time at Oilers TV, they were telling me for about a year that there's this weird new fourth jersey in the works where there was <laughs> orange shoulders and the striping was inverted and the logo is kind of like a 70s Oilers logo where the when they were in the WHA, there was color on the inside. It wasn't necessarily white with blue trim and, and an orange oil drop. And, and so I kind of like threw those little nuggets out there on TSN 1260 and uh, on one of my other shows called the oil stream and in my pre and post game show for Oilers game days. Um, and, and it started to gain a lot of traction. And then we start, start to see more and more. And I finally put it out there a couple of weeks ago. Yep. That this uniform with the Oilers is happening. Imagine this, here's what it looks like. Aesthetics. They had a great concept Jersey of it and basically nailed it. Um, and it, it gained a lot of traction and created a buzz. So I think that that's what we're going to see with this reverse retro. Sarah, I, I think it's cool. And I'm glad that, honestly, that they're making every team do this. And some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to be able to be like, ah, whatever. But to me, it, it's a cool trend. And I hope it, it does uh, become successful. And I'm glad to see the NHL taking this kind of forward-thinking approach. Yeah, it's something that I was kind of a little skeptical of at first just because we we see how alternate jerseys sometimes end up in the NHL and so you know we see how special stadium series and all those that sometimes they just miss the mark but I feel like the more that I've been seeing and the more that it's apparent that teams are kind of embracing I mean they're probably going to be forced to embrace because Adidas is going to be like here's your jersey yeah uh, but you know the teams are embracing sort of this nostalgia this like they're all very even the ones that are uh, that look like they're on a white a white jersey they all seem very like bright and flashy and it's not it's not the like boring third jersey that we're used to seeing you know the the kings i can pick on them because they're my team like their third jersey is basically a gray version of what they have right now right which yeah. No, it's fine, but that's not. I'll add you to know, that, Sarah. I'll add to that. The Oilers' current third jersey looks like a five-year-old designed it. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll just add to what you said there about the Kings. Oilers know better with that blue and orange one that they have right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. Like the Kings version that I saw mocked up uh, from usually what's a pretty reliable source is, you know, going back to the, the purple and gold colors of the original years of the Kings, but it's using the logos and like the aesthetics from the Wayne Gretzky era. So it's kind of tying together two really important times for the franchise. And I definitely cool. saw that. And I was like, I, like I, I've already resigned myself to the fact that I'm going to have to buy one like and they, they've already gotten me with like their marketing and it's not even out yet um but i i really love the the fact that we're actually going to see creativity and that we're going to see like i, I like that it's respecting the past and respecting where all of these teams came from but is also giving kind of a new twist on it and yeah like you said some of these are going to be disasters mm -hmm. uh i feel like what we've all seen mocked up for the ducks is like the the wild wing bursting out of the ice and like i don't know that i love that you're like but so some of them are going to be bad um it's also a little weird that many of these are like nostalgia for the like late 80s early 90s um it, it's definitely like oh my childhood is vintage now uh don't love that <laughs> but uh, you know like i was looking at i was like man like 
Quentin Byfield, the King's newest draft pick, wasn't even like a glimmer in his parents' eye whenever this original jersey came right. out. And I was like, oh, don't like that. Like, don't like the passage of time. But, you know, I, I think it's an interesting concept. And yeah, like you said, I like that every team has to do it because, you know, there's nothing weirder than this sort of piecemeal third jersey, alternate jersey, anniversary jersey that we've been seeing. Um, I like that it's going to be a thing across the league and uh, we'll eventually get to judge all of them and see which ones are uh, really bad. <laughs> and oh, and there's going to be some, definitely, without question. We've got more thoughts on the reverse retro jerseys coming up, but real quick, let's talk about Built Go, because if you're like me, you probably have just a ton of work to do every day. You're stressed out, you don't get enough sleep, you don't have enough time to do all the things you need to do, and sometimes you just kind of find yourself, I don't know, staring into space because you just don't have the energy left to do anything. Built Go is the solution to all those problems because Built Go basically can help you break through that wall that is keeping you from accomplishing or finishing or, you know, just getting stuff done. BuiltGo is a healthy replacement for your energy drinks, but in BuiltGo, the energy isn't fake. It is lasting and it is natural. So you know that what you're putting in your body is actually going to be good for you. BuiltGo is brought to you by the same people who brought you Built Bar. So you already know you're dealing with a company that has both taste and function and, you know, healthiness all in mind. BuiltGo is basically like a five-hour energy drink without that same crash at the end. And like I said, it is all natural, combining energy gel with collagen protein. So it's something that gets absorbed quickly and gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. If you want to learn more about BuiltGo, you are in luck because you can go visit their website. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. And another kind of thing that is involved with this reverse retro that I'm curious to see reaction to in some respective fan bases is like, how about the Detroit Red Wings who have not really changed their jersey mm -hmm. at all? How about the Montreal Canadiens who, same thing, haven't really mm -hmm. changed their logo or their jersey and their logo at all? Uh, I know during their centennial season, they wore all these crazy uniforms and they've been in a couple of of outdoor games and they've worn special occasion uniforms for that. But like for those franchises that don't really veer away from tradition to see them forced into changing for this, mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how that goes over. I like it still. I still like it. And I think, I think it will be embraced because, you know, Fan bases grow old and they stick to tradition, <laughs> what they grew up with and what they know. But at the same time, you're trying to maintain the attention span of the new young fans. And this is one way to do it. And uh, reverse retro, I think, bridges that gap in a unique way. So, again, like I, I want to see, first of all, I want to see the uniforms that, that the original six teams wear. Like Boston's got yeah. leaked and, and it looks neat. Mm -hmm. um, I know Chicago's had a million different uniforms because they've been in every outdoor game since the in incorporation <laughs> of, of the Winter Classic at the Stadium Series. Um, but and New York's had a bunch of different uniforms. Yeah. But I, I just that part of it, I'm like, okay, let's see, let's see what they have in store for these, yeah. you know, traditional franchises. It's going to be cool. And I mean, there's a lot of swings and misses. Uh, Dallas is 
new neon green and black uniform. I, I kind of like it for them going bold, but at the same time, I'm like, well, there's not much to it. So right. uh, I'm, I'm a geek for this kind of thing. So just us <laughs> talking about it for the last six, seven minutes has gotten me excited. <laughs> Yeah. And like, I feel like also like looking at connecting to newer, like younger fans can also maybe, maybe I'm being a little too optimistic here about, about the youth these days, but you know, I feel like maybe it's going to make them want to look more into the history of their team. Maybe they'll want to right. learn more about the new weeks or the North stars, or, you know, it leads to some kid discovering for the first time Wayne Gretzky. Um, I think it can do a lot to get people invested in, their team on more than just a like this is what's happening right now kind of level and mm -hmm. you know that that's what kind of builds fans that are fans for life is that connection to to a team so right yeah it's gonna and, be interesting and and i'll just one last note about it like we've seen basketball how many uniforms do nba teams have now mm -hmm. um nfl with what is it the the rams or the chargers they have like seven different combinations mm -hmm. In baseball, I remember when Arizona came out with their new uniforms three, four years ago, and they unveiled seven different uniforms, and people called them slow pitch jerseys and softball uniforms. <laughs> like this is not a new thing. Having multiple, no. multiple sets of uniforms, so it's it's neat in its own way. It, it's a it's a bold new step for the NHL, and I'm really glad that they are doing it. Uh, speaking of bold new bold new steps in a whole new world for the NHL, uh, we're still trying to figure out what next season is going to look like. And uh, Gary Bettman has given some information out uh, at uh, a recent uh, kind of panel that he was speaking on, uh, sort of leaked what we already know, essentially, that the NHL, one of the things they're looking at is doing short-term hubs for next season. So teams go in, play for maybe, a, you know, a week and a half, two weeks, and then they go back home for a little while and reset and then go to a different hub or whatever. Uh, I feel like that's, that's one of the ideas that's out there. Temporarily realigning things uh, that Canadian division is out there uh, still debating how many games are going to be played. Even uh, there's just so much that is up in the air uh, I think everyone knows that we're not going to have a full bubble like we did for the playoffs. No, no player is going to agree to that. Uh, even if that is the only way that they say hockey is going to happen, uh, no player is going to go for that. So they've got a lot of work to do to find uh, common ground between the league, the players association and whatever laws are going to allow them to do uh, in terms of, traveling and uh you know crossing the border if that ever becomes allowed again uh, i know chicago uh, illinois right now has basically added pretty much every state to their uh travel quarantine list so you know there's a lot of considerations so i i feel like the bubble can, the the mini bubble sort of has to be one of the the prevailing ideas uh that is out there when we when we kind of think about teams that could host that kind of thing what are your sort of top choices out in the west for teams that could actually host a significant amount of hockey in a short amount of time right yeah the logistics aspect of there's so much and so many layers to this but in terms of of the types of cities that could handle it um like if you had a team or multiple teams come in for like a week at a time kind of thing certainly edmonton 
you know, everything that the NHL set up in terms of making it look like a big TV studio slash set and stage, all that stuff is still here. Uh, the ice is back in. Uh, the Oilers have had voluntary skates uh, already and workouts taking place at the arena. Uh, Vancouver would be at the top of the list, obviously, uh, if we're talking about the Canadian division. Calgary could do it. Honestly, they would have no issue doing it. I know Winnipeg even. So quite frankly, if they're going to do these in moving Canadian Western Conference cities, no problem. Each, each city, I think, would be ready and willing. I think the governments and their health services and ministries would have a, a say in it big time. Whereas, you know, in Vancouver, BC's health authority said no to the NHL bubble in the summer. Whereas Alberta, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, who's overseen things for Alberta Health Services, said, yes, we can do it safely. So she gave her blessing and the green light. And that's what kind of led to Edmonton hosting over, over Vancouver. And then, and then you look at down south in the U.S., you could do it in Arizona because they have the hotel right beside the arena. Practice rink isn't really close, but you could logistically figure that out. Dallas would be great. They have a number of, of facilities they could use. Uh, the, the arena and the downtown it, it has plenty of options. Uh, I look at hubs, a lot of hubs. Minnesota, you know, it's, a, it's an airport hub too. Chicago would be great. Sarah, LA, I, I would say LA, but like it, the traffic there is terrible. And, and getting from the practice facility in El Segundo to Staples Center, like I've done that trip many times uh, when I used to it's travel awful. with the Oilers. And yeah, exactly. You summed it up. It's awful. So they, they have a lot of options. They really do. The conversation continues next with some more thoughts on possible bubbles and the general return to play plans of the NHL that's coming up next. If you haven't already, if you're new to this show, new to the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite hockey team, probably most likely 99% chance, has a show of its own. So if you have not gotten on that bandwagon yet, if you have not found your team's Locked On show, make sure you go do that once you're done listening to this show. Go open up your podcast app, do little search for locked on and then your favorite team name and uh, go go subscribe go listen to our great hosts across this network bringing you news all about your favorite hockey teams pretty much all the time so go go right now go go check it out go look up your favorite team the other thing i'll add to this sarah is that that might be how they start the season the upcoming season and talking to some people that work for teams out in the Eastern Conference, they had heard some rumblings that the season could be broken up into two parts. You know, you start one way, Canadian Division, uh, Southwest Division, Northwest, uh, Northeast, whatever. And then midway through, you know, we, we heard the great news about the vaccine on Monday, one of the vaccines, it could be ready to go. And Dr. Fauci is saying that by April, everybody in the U.S. could be vaccinated if, if they wanted to be. Uh, and then here in Canada, I mean, our government has basically deals with every one of the vaccine candidates to get the 35 million plus vaccines that they would need. Uh, so it, I don't think it'll take as long for Canadians to get vaccinated. And, and that could have a huge effect on scheduling of the National Hockey League. So say, hypothetically, everything is is taking care of vaccine wise in uh, March, April, around there, like Dr. Fauci suggested it, it could very well be. That could be the midway point of the season. 
And then after you finish up that portion of the schedule, they could go back into the traditional divisions and, and into everyone's own buildings with close to full capacity. And we could be getting close to normal, but that's how much the timelines can slide and how much the situation is, is changing day by day. Uh, it, it's incredible. So I think there's a, encouraging things here. Hearing Bettman you know, say that they're working on a bunch of things like this and the plans are being put into place uh, for different scenarios. Sarah, th these are all good steps. And then the other thing is the NBA, like the NBA announcing that mm -hmm. it's going to get going December 22nd, Sarah. I think that's going to force the NHL's hand because all of a sudden yeah. I talked to some people from teams in the Western Conference who are like, this season's not even going to happen. If it does, it doesn't start till March, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as all this news started to break in the last few days, the tone has changed big time. And they're saying things like, well, I was going to you know, go on holidays or take some time off in December, but it looks like now I have to be ready for training camp and, and get, get going. And, and now we're hearing players are taking part of, uh, in uh, voluntary workouts and skates. Sarah, I think that might be an indicator that uh, this schedule and season is going to begin uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, it feels really weird to me to have this level of confidence in the NHL that like they're going to pull it off because I have been yeah. disappointed so many times in the past by the choices that they've made. But they really proved to me that this first for whatever reason, this was the thing that they managed to do and do safely and do well. And uh, another CBA. You know, the, too. I'm like the NHL. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they got that done. Like everything for once actually worked the way it was supposed to and so i do have a lot more confidence that whatever they choose to do for the upcoming season like will be well thought out and they'll have alternatives in place and they'll know kind of what happens next um there was a quote on nhl.com uh in, in an article talking about all of this uh where because gary Bettman was on a panel with um rob manfred from the uh, from the MLB and Adam Silver from the NBA kind of talking about return to play. And uh, Rob Manfred actually pointed out that Gary Bettman was the one to tell him that maybe you don't have to play through a, a COVID flare up in your league, that you really need to be concerned with making sure it doesn't spread. And that at the end of the day, playing the games isn't as important as keeping all of your people safe. And I was like, wow, <laughs> it was, it was, you know, like I was like, well, good on you, Gary Bettman, for actually like having the right approach to this, because I think that we all sort of have the picture of the league and leadership in the league as just wanting to like get it started, get games going, get back to normal. But knowing that they are actually being thoughtful about this and that, yeah, th there could be the possibility to pause things. I've heard that you know, they're going to kind of build some extra time into the end, end of the schedule, perhaps, so that if they do have to reassign or re, like re, redo some games or, or postpone them or whatever, that there will be room before the playoffs would start. And then if they don't need that time, they'll just shift the playoffs up. Uh, so it really does seem like they actually have contingency plans for if things don't go well and actually has me excited about the fact that maybe this season actually will start in January, like it has been uh, suggested it will. That would be absolutely fantastic. And I just want to echo your thoughts. Like it is refreshing to see Gary Bettman get to be kind of in the limelight in a good way 
when it comes to the four major sports leagues in North America, because generally he's riding in the back of the bus uh, and, and told to pipe down. <laughs> I'm just making a joke, but it, you know, it's, it's Goodell and silver and Manfred that, that really, you know, drive the bus and each guy takes turns depending on the time of year. And, and the NHL and Gary Bettman are just kind of the passengers, but this is, this is a good one and a good sign. So I, I want to echo your, your sentiment where it's totally refreshing. We are actually close to having things happen the way that uh, we want them to, and knowing that there will be a, 2020 21 season and we'll get to see the stanley cup awarded and it actually makes me think it's going to happen uh which is not a feeling i thought i was going to have and i'm I'm really excited about that i feel like especially now like we kind of need it we sort of need something else to look forward to whenever you know things are still very uncertain we know there's a vaccine on the way but you know especially here in the united states like I'm not always certain that it's going to go as planned. Uh, so it's nice to be able to be like, soon there will be a distraction and soon there will be something to, to entertain me so that I don't have to spend all of my waking hours wondering about like what's going to happen in the world. Yes. Oh, positive thoughts. Uh, let those manifest. And you know what? Think positively. Good things happen. And at least we're starting to get those little nuggets of good information that are, are giving us these positive thoughts. I'm 100% with you on that, Sarah. Yeah, I am super excited. And I'm sure we're going to learn more uh, over the next few weeks as we get closer to when training camps are going to start. So this is probably not the last time you're going to hear about this subject on Locked on NHL. So we'll revisit it once we learn a little bit more. That kind of wraps it up for today. We're going to go out on a high note of of being hopeful for for next season. Love it. For, uh, for people who want to find you, find your work, follow along with what the Oilers are up to in this sort of off period. Where can they find you? Well, if you're not checking out Locked On NHL with me and you, uh, they can catch me on TSN 1260 in Edmonton every day, Monday through Friday, when the Oilers get going again in the NHL. I'm hosting the pre and post game shows there. Just follow me on Twitter at Tom Gazzola. I, I tweet out some good things every now and then and some funny things. And, uh, you know, like you, Sarah, I enjoy the, the little pleasantries in life. So if I see a good thing out there, I'll, I'll retweet it. Always want to have nice things out there uh, to share with all of you great people who are listening to this show. I can be found on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Uh, Locked on Kings is available wherever you get podcasts. If you happen to be a Kings fan and haven't found it yet, come on down. Uh, this show is available at Locked on NHL Pods on Twitter. Give us a follow as we are sharing some of the great work that is being done across this network. And of course, you'll be able to keep up with our national show uh, and all the great news that is coming out of there. So that's it for today. Great chatting as always. Thanks to all you listeners out there for uh, tuning in, for liking the show, for telling your friends about it and uh, helping keep us, uh, keep us honest about uh, being on the air and giving you shows. Always nice to, to know all of you are out there. So thanks for listening until next time. This has been locked on NHL part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.